Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for tuning in to the God, Guns, and Family podcast. Sorry it's been so long. been traveling a lot for work. And this podcast is basically just Nate and I catching up and um, talking a little bit about the Word, where the Lord has guided us the last few weeks, and some changes that have happened in our life. So just sit back and uh, listen and hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening again. Thanks. Recording in progress. In progress. That's All right. Good. So thank you everyone for listening again. Yep. Hanging out with two knuckleheads, you know? Yeah. It's been a crazy month. I traveled two weeks back to back. Oh, so let me, I'm going to, I'll go over this, the travel history and then we can get into you've been why like my am- pistol's empty. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So second week of October, I was in Oregon. Yeah. Oh, right. You. So I went I mean, to Portland. Oregon's beautiful. I went to Portland's Portland first, the first day and then mm-hmm. drove to the coast and then the coast was dope. And I had the minivan. Yeah. Totes. Dude, you're not going to go any other route now, bro. You're I get a minivan whenever I can. Every, every time. Yeah. <laughs> there was two of them, actually. There was there was two white ones. And I was looking for one. that I wanted one that had the, the moonroof, but neither one of them had it. So whatever. Oh, lame. I know. <clears throat> so um, I got it. And I ended up getting to the event like an hour earlier than I thought it was. So I sat in the van in the very back seat. I put all the seats down except for one in the back right. Posting up. So I like I had the whole thing down. I, did I send you a picture of it? You did, dude. Yeah. Straight chilling. <laughs> so then uh so then I did that. And then when I drove to the coast, it was like super rainy. Like like not i mean oregon generally is is rainy but it was raining pretty consistently heavy like not quite monsoon level but it was like probably 80 percent a monsoon level and then it would kick it up to monsoon level every Mm -hmm. 15 20 minutes for a few minutes or so also it was it was raining raining it was raining raining and the road to the coast from portland is like kind of hilly and curvy through the woods through like high woods yeah and um so it can be kind of sketch and then some and there's not good drainage in some spots oh, so you're hitting pockets of water. well i high i hydroplane that bad chicken like five times dude <laughs> that's the and scariest feeling ever especially dude. like when because i had it in cruise control and i was only going like 60 65 and um it would like come up over the crest of like a little hill and then it would like hydroplane at the top and then the cruise control shuts off on the on the and van then, oh. And it's Whoa. like, oh, shut off, slip uh, the traction control system, shut the cruise control off. And I was like, dude, what is going on? Like, this is crazy. So, yeah. So that was that. And then I drove down the coast to the next place after that one. Um, Pretty awesome drive. It took forever, though, because it's like little towns the entire way. So it's like yep. 50 miles an hour, 20, 50, 35, 20, 25. Dude, country road style, for sure. Yep. For sure. Yeah. It's like going through um like east of dallas northeast yep. of dallas or northwest of dallas sorry and it's like town highway stoplights yeah but not 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 as fast as that so 
that was that. And then, so then the next Monday, so I was there Tuesday through Friday, came home Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, I'm home Monday, uh, flew to Virginia. Yeah, this is, and I was in Virginia and their rental place in Norfolk, Virginia is terrible, terrible. <laughs> so they usually have like, I'm like a pretty high level rental car. Uh, yeah, customer. you were saying you're and, like presidential um, level, bro. Yeah. And um, they gave me like this tiny little Jeep compass and crap. It was awful. Ugh. And um, so then me and my boss get to the hotel and the hotel that the conference is at, there's like 30 rooms where there's like water damage. Oh my gosh. So no. they put us in a hotel on the other side of town, which kind of sucked because I was going to train at this place. That's like a mile from the hotel. Do jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. So then I couldn't train the whole time I was there. Because we had to go back to oh, no. our hotel, change, go back out to dinner with our other coworkers and stuff. So that was yeah. pretty, pretty poop. So yeah, and that Busy. was. Um, so how did it back. end up with with the empty mag or the mag? Oh, no mag. So I have this. I ordered this thing. It's like a big old pillow. Oh wow! Okay. You see that? And I like it. It comes with a. There's a little Velcro pouch on top. And then it comes with this filling. And you just stuff it. And you just fill it. And they have these little Velcro, whoops, these little Velcro pieces that go in here mm. onto the Velcro so that the filling doesn't mess up the Velcro. Yeah. So it just like makes it a little tubey thing. You know, wow. like a base. Dude, that's cool. Yeah. So I just got it and I was putting the. This I don't forget what it's called, but it's a pillow. This is the king size. The king it's, size. It's pillow. made for this holster specifically for these for the sidecar holsters specifically. Yeah. And um, yeah. So. <laughs> so, yeah. Beautiful. And then. um. So we're like trying to get our our church qualification stuff done. Oh yeah. Because the deadline's the 15th. And we've been trying to get me to be an RSO so that we can train so I can qualify our campus. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of like bothering all these other people and whatever. Yeah. Because the range that I go to is like 10 minutes from the house. And the one that we have to go to to qualify is like 45 minutes away. Up in, the, up in the mountains, which you know, it's whatever, but yeah, so we're trying to alleviate that. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, so I did that on Tuesday. And, What's uh, needed for the RSO? Just approval. There's no like there's that's no the thing. Like... There's no thing. Oh. So, but I did meet with our I don't even know what his title would be, but he's the He's the pastor who's over the safety ministry for yeah. the entire church. I had lunch mm -hmm. with him today because he oh, reached good. out to me. So we'll see how that goes. And then um, the rest, because I qualified on Tuesday. So like it's a, so I get two volunteer days a year, right? For nonprofits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why not? It's a church thing. It's a non That's a nonprofit, babe. That's it. So dude. Heck yeah, bro. So I went on Tuesday to do that. Um, qualified, you know, first time. And I had to redo one of the iterations because 
one of my bullets keyholed. And my other my other buddy that was with me, he was like, um, he like called it as I shot it. And he's all like, Yeah, that just keyholed. And so like they're counting it and they're like, Oh, we can't find the other one. He's like, Yeah, it was right here. He's like, it's in one of these holes. And dude, I was like, Okay. You gotta so keep her like, groups less awesome. So she was like, <laughs> so the the Peggy, the qualifier lady, she was like, uh, do you want do you mind doing it again? And I was like, No, I don't care. So I did again, and apparently we don't have to qualify pulling from concealment, which I was like, which is fine, but you know I do from concealment anyways, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's fun. And then um, the rest of our team's going up Saturday, so I think I'm going to go with them just to do that. Do it. Send just it up, there. bro. I mean, get to know the rest of the dudes on the team too. Like, well, yeah, any, I know our dudes, any... but the main guy who is the training guy for the all the campuses, he's the, like a former. I think it was like former DEA SWAT oh, or something. Yeah. So um that's awesome. Yeah. So that's how that is, and that's why well, this is empty because I <laughs> and then this yes. is, I don't know if I showed you the smaller light that I got. Oh no. Oh, it's flush, yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't hit the upper area, you know what I mean? Hit the uh, stab into the to the upper boys. In, into the junks. Yeah, that's so. awesome. Boop, boop. Same one. Well, this one's a 19. Ooh, I love my 19. A, the other one's a 45. So if you haven't shot a 45, you should definitely shoot one because I haven't ever. They're amazing. It's the 19 slide, but it has a 17 grip, so it's just a wee bit longer. Huh? So it's just like it just feels legit. Like so, what's the difference good. between a, a 45 and a 19x then? Nothing. It's the exact same thing. So, so the Cerakote and the proprietary mags. So like the 19X oh, has like a special mag. Yes. This, uh, is, yep. air, this is airsoft, but it's, it's got this. So this oh. makes the normal mags not work. So I think you have to do like gin. Oh yeah. It's not supposed to go in there. That's not this is a toy. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the difference. And then I guess like this the sights, I think the Glock sights come with this one. And then there's like one other thing, but it's not worth the extra $150. No, so forty five Glock forty five is the is the ticket. Yeah, they're the same thing. Hmm. Oh, this isn't it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Exact. Dude, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, my brother's got a nineteen X that I haven't shot, but I like I handle and manipulate when he at my mom's house or whatever but the perfect segue though like you're going into this whole uh, qualifying thing so amanda and i have graciously left bethel and we kind of were just feeling led to explore different just uneasy where we were um you know just the the groanings of change and um we're like man okay what's next and why did you guys um, leave no it was just one of those the season ended there was no bad blood no you know 
like no propulsion other than, you know, our season, we just felt like that window was what had closed on that. And we were going to go into somewhere. We just didn't know where. And it was uh, a couple of our friends that we had known years back um, kind of reached out. She like reached out. Hey, I miss Monique. I'm going to reach out and see what she's doing. So that was like a Wednesday. She's like, okay, set something up for Friday. So they were, you know, with coffee, drink, you know, drinking coffee and, and chatting for like seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm at work and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll hear from her. So it was like seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. I'm like, oh my geez, where is this lady at, dude? Like, what the heck? And like, it, I don't even know how long she chatted for a long time. But then that Sunday, we ended up trying her church, which is its legacy church. And um, we ended up there and we're like, the first service I was like ready just to be like, yes, this is it. Like what we're going to, we're going to sign up the new steps, the next steps class. And Amanda was like, uh, timeout, let's slow down. Uh, so we're like, okay. So then the next Sunday, I mean, we're really like talking about the kids, I guess the biggest pr- propelling like f- force to leave would be Jaren's getting into junior high where Bethel was at was just not consistent junior high ministry. Like, mm. It was just one of those. I mean, I started smoking weed when I was 11. So like he was getting into the age of peer pressure. And we really wanted him to be in a place where he was building relationship that's going to transcend junior high and into high school, you know, like really building peer group relationships that were Christ centered. So that was like the big thing. So our next service, I walk in. And I'm like, we're kind of like in my own head dialoguing with God. Like I'm worried about the kids, you know, I got to do what's best for our, our children, you know, because Liam has only ever known the lady who he had been with in Bethel, like at Jaquay. She's amazing. Um, but like, it was just a lot of factors and I was warring with God. Like, you know, we got to, I've got to worry about the kids. I can't know. I don't know if I can make the leap yet without justifying and I, we walk into service and we round the corner and there's like a junior high specific area in the back of the, of the um, sanctuary. Well, they meet in a YMCA because it's only 10 months old, but they meet in the back of the gym and there was a dedicated junior high area. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then we like get into service and I like look across the service and I felt the Holy Spirit say, you're home. I'll worry about the kids. And it was like this internal dialogue that I had never even shared, like, it was like the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, dude, chill. I'll worry about the kids. So is it close like, to your uh, house? Uh, uh, about the same distance as Bethel. So, you know, it, dude, it's at the YMCA in between Alma School and Dobson on Fry by Chandler Regional Hospital. Um, so just, just past Chandler Regional, like, like, like Chandler Mall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chandler Regional is the one on the other side of Price, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. So just past that, I mean, maybe half a mile, mile, three quarters of a mile past it. Okay. And that's where we landed. So um, it was kind of, it was kind of cool, bro. So um, we get there and I really hadn't known and met anybody. My, I mean, okay. So I was really kind of wor- like warring in my own head. Like, you know, I've established relationships. Like Amanda was kind of feeling this, this spurring like months ago and we had a conversation and she voiced her concern and I just didn't feel, feel less like, uh, like let go yet or, you know, released from it yet. So, and that was it. We never talked about it again. She just kind of dropped it and was really praying that the Holy spirit would, would 
apprehend my heart and and nudge me to want to transition to an, like the next season. And I was really worried about the the guy relationships that I had built. So yeah, it was like, excuse me, like my pastor, my mentor guy. Um, just amazing, like amazing relationships with these guys. And I was like worried about it. So the first Sunday that we show up to to Legacy, um, I run into a dude I hadn't seen in forever, and he was like, Oh, oh, he was running. He's on the security team and he's, oh man, here we go. He like pretends to radio like, oh God, we got some <laughs> trouble here. We got to get this guy out of here, you know? And I'm like, oh dude. And I gave him a hug and um, we rounded the corner. And then there was a dude I, I had done jujitsu with years ago that I hadn't seen in forever. Just opened his own jujitsu academy. Like I keep tabs on him on social media and he's there and he comes up and he's like, Nate Bates. And I'm like, whoa, Chris. And I'm like, gave him a hug. And I was like, this is insane. Like already like two independent like one was a church friend and one was an entirely independent friend that i had known and it was like okay there's like some dudes that are already just interwoven already so we're like get in there and i had never met the security guard guy and um (laughs) pastor justin comes out and it's like his personal like the pastor's security like like the lead of the security team is like his direct guy pastor protection guy 100 percent and he like walks out of service and we kind of make eye contact and we both like, you know, size each other up real quick. And it's like, okay, cool. And he just goes about his business and I don't ever say anything to him. And, um, we go through like the, the, it's called legacy DNA DNA. It's like where you become a member and you learn like service opportunities and how to yeah. serve in the experiences or whatever. So we go through that. And I was just really like, you know, select an area you want to serve in. And I'm just like, mm. Do I want to do security? And it was like, eh, I can't not do it. So you yeah, hit the you security tab, you know, and get, go through the whole thing. And I get invited to a men's group. Like they're like they had rented out a restaurant and they were had their men's group. So I was like kind of positioned myself, you know, as we always do, like facing the front door, overlooking the whole area, kind of just observing because I didn't really know anybody there. It was like my first men's event. So really just observing. And the, this dude that's, uh, is, uh, you know, the pastor protection guy, like the, the lead of the security team comes in and like, I see him and he sees me and like, we're observing each other. Like, like it takes an observer to know an observer, you know, like that sort of like kindred, like, okay, we're on the same page or like we see the same things. And, um, he like walks in and like looks around the whole place. And I'm like, at this point, like had already gotten in line and was eating and he stood to watch over the door. And then it was like, once I got done, I kind of like worked my way back towards him so he could get in line without ever even communicating. So it was like this nonverbal communication where like, okay, I'll watch the door and watch over while you eat kind of thing. And yeah, it was just interesting. It was just an interesting, it never happened like that before. So then the next Sunday he comes up and he's like, shakes my hand. He's like, good to see you, man. Hey, have you thought about serving, like serving the security team? I'm like, well, funny thing. I just last Sunday selected security teams. So you're like, bro, um, can you read my guy? Yeah. <laughs> so uh it was just rad. So this dude that runs security, I mean, his whole job, like his day job is executive protection. Um, that's like what he does is and teaches all he's like a you know, uh NRA certified instructor, USCCA instructor, all these different things, and you know, mar- you know, uh, martial arts jujitsu training, all like just all these different things. I'm just like, bro, yes, like you're my kind of people, bro. So (laughs) it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. So they do the same kind of thing. So they do like quarterly training, which is mandatory. 
but they meet as like a life group kind of thing where there's weekly training that they go over like the difference between trespassing someone and kidnapping somebody like mm-hmm. the the legal ramifications and what's the, the difference because there's a very fine line between the two and he's like talking about all the stuff and i'm like yes yes like i want to learn like i want to serve i can't wait so there's just this whole you know god's just been about this whole thing so like from this like this place of me wanting just like, Hey, let's go to, okay. Hey, like I'm totally in, but like, Lord, you're going to have to provide some dudes. And it was like, that was met. Like Amanda's got, Oh, hold on. Hold on. I forgot to plug in my computer. I'm dying. I was like, what the heck dude? You just went dim. That's me. That's on me. It dimmed. Yeah. I do like went into power save mode. Oh yeah. Like, like, Oh, save. Okay. Perfect. So we'd be good now. All right. There it is. We're back on track now. But yeah. Dude, so you've so already God met just... with the dudes and stuff. You've been, how long have you guys been going there now? Dude, like three Sundays. How... Babe, right. how long is it? Baby girl, three Sundays, four Sundays? Say four Sundays, like a month. So, and like I met with like my mentor, my pastor from, you know, from Bethel, like really left the right way and with blessing and, it was just a cool experience, man. Like closing out a chapter and opening a new one and just being led by the Holy spirit. And it's just been awesome, man. God's been so are they gonna, this whole... Are they going to um, get a location or. So that's the plan. So nothing has been solidified yet, but they're definitely looking for property to like, you know, build into a church, whether it's, you know, a standalone building or part of like a, you know, building in a strip mall or whatever. I don't know what their plan is, but I was like kind of walking through with the the head of security and he's like, yeah, there's some growing pains. Obviously it's, you know, it's, um, it's not our building. It's not like they can, you know, like there's certain, there's certain parts of the YMCA they can't like do anything about like how the rooms are set up. Like, you know, the kids are, kind of vulnerable where they're at, but that's like the only place that they can be in like during experience times and all this stuff. So he's like obviously aware of those things, but you know, the goal is once they're in a building, then he can go through and walk through the security side of everything, like being able to lock down and all that stuff. But Mm. I mean, just their whole philosophy as a church is pretty interesting with, with security related stuff. So like there's a background check required, obviously for any kids interaction, yeah. Um, like kids ministry, youth ministry. What was really kind of cool was um, they require a background check for everyone who does worship because at certain points, the worship team plays worship at the youth services. So like once a month, they mm. do like a rally. So I was like, that is pretty awesome, bro. Like it was just, okay, I can get behind this, bro. So God's just been just been so faithful on this side and like with Amanda and I, the kids, the kids are loving, you know, legacy and I don't know. It's just cool, bro. Like being in this new season of watching God unfold his plan for our life. It's been, it's been cool, man. And I'm like, okay, well, cool. Now I know a dude that like his job is executive protection. So I can like learn that side of it as well. Like, how do I get into that side, you know, vocationally, like filling in different areas, like what's required in the state of Arizona? How can I yeah, do for it? Sure. So, you know what I mean? So it'd be cool, man. It'd be cool, bro. 
It'd be cool. Did you go to church at all when you were traveling or what? No, I was only gone during the week. During the week, still home for regular? Yeah. Good. Yep. And then uh, my next trip is the 14th of this month. November. And uh, I'll go to Oklahoma City and then to Lawton, Oklahoma, which is where Fort Sill is at, which is where I grew up for like six years. Oh, really? Yep. Hey, that's <clears> awesome. So I know the your area pretty there? well. Uh, huh? That's where your dad's dad was. When? Yeah. I've been there uh, before did... for work, but not for an event. So it's like an event. You're not, you're just not out there for doing what you normally do. It's different. Yeah. No, it's the same stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's just um, doing an event in, at Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma City and then um, at Fort Sill. It's the next day. So they kind of just emailed us and we're like, Hey, we have this thing. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be there the day before. So I might as well just go down there for the next thing. And that's cool. It's only an hour and a half drive. So it's only pushing an extra, another day. So instead of two days, it'll have been, it's three. Hey, at least so. you get to do, it's like two events though that are profitable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And I'm going to try to train with Lovato. Hey, yes. dude, look at you, bro. We'll see. Well, because the school is pretty big, so if he's even there, yeah. A lot of times when they build a giant academy like that, like getting them specifically, they hire people to teach there. Yeah, and then they train the trainers. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, so but like Chewy does a lot of his classes too. So that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. But we'll see. We'll see if I do it. If I'm there, and it just got depends on the schedule, how I feel, and. Yeah, whatever you know. There's a lot of criteria that go into that because the downside to it is that it's really hard to wash your gear while you're traveling. So yeah, yeah, you have to like go to a nasty laundry mat or something, bro. Yeah, yeah. So if the hotel doesn't have one, then we'll see. And then it also depends on if it's gi or no gi. Because if it's no, no gi, gi then is I a can... little easier to wash yeah. in the sink. Yeah, you can wash it in the sink and it dries way faster as opposed to like a ghee where you're like freaking cotton weave, like giant thing. Yeah, that it takes, takes 14 hours to dry. And yep, which... especially high humidity. It feels like it never dries. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. So yeah, dude, that's exciting, bro. Yeah, it's I'm cool. And to... then we got, um, what's up? No, you go. What? You, you. What would you say? You're more exciting. Um, no, I was just getting ready to sign back up for Marcio's. Get back in there. Does Pierre still go over there? Mm-hmm. Hey, I need I need to hang out with that guy. Some he lives in freaking Goodyear now, though. Mm-hmm. On the other side of the universe. Yeah, but he trains on the way home. That's cool, dude. Then he has like an hour drive home after class, bro. I don't think it takes that. Not if you take that other two hundred two. I or guess it's true. Is it, is is it, it still the 202? Yeah, 202 South Mountain or whatever. Yeah, it may cuts that time down significantly, I think. I think you can get from here to Levine in like 25 minutes or something. Yeah, so it's it's like 90, like 75th Avenue and a half hour. Yeah, because he used to work at Notre Dame Academy and that was North Scottsdale. And I'm pretty sure that took him like 45 minutes to get there. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, I need to connect with him, man. I miss that guy. I miss that dude. Yeah, he yeah, called me out up. of nowhere the other day. Hey, um, good. Because he, he uh, 
he like finally got his uh VA disability stuff fixed up. Oh, good. And um, I guess a bunch of people had told him that it wasn't going to work because of whatever. But I told him, I was like, just go to DAV, go to the Disabled Veterans of America. And like they have people that will help you with it. And that's what he did. And then he got, I mean, he uh, he got what 60% and hey. they backpaid him like seven months. So it's like, it's like 1500 a month. That's good. Yeah. Hey, so. better than. I mean, that whole process is insane. They don't make it easy for our veterans, bro. Uh-oh. Like, insane. Yeah, like, insane what, what y'all's guys got to go through. That's just for normal stuff. It's yeah. not like you're asking for anything. It's like you get injured on a job. You go to Concentra. You serve in the U.S. military. Then you have to jump through all these hoops to even get any sort of, like, like you were injured on the job. It's like workman's comp. Like, yeah, yeah, like I serve my country. I got jacked up knees. I got jacked up back. I've whatever list it. Oh, no, no, no. You got to fill out this paper. Exactly right. Or then you got to go see this and this and this. And then you have to. That's why, get it yeah, that's why we have to see the advocates because they know the tricks. <clears throat> they know the tricks of the trade. Like I, I have to get my uh, left knee evaluated again because last time they said it wasn't affiliated and then i talked to a dude and he's like well your left knee's jacked because your right knee's jacked and that's from the military so that's directly related to it and i'm like well you know i yeah that's what you know i don't know <laughs> yeah it makes sense bro yeah i mean I, it makes sense to me because that's the only reason it's yeah. messed up because i was compensating for so many years and yep when they said no it's not related and i'm like how like it turns so, out airplanes for you bro there that's was why a those, graceful. That's why those people do that. That's why they have the advocates because they know the tricks to get the stuff done. And yeah, so that's we'll a whole see. nother freaking thing, man. Just hearing these what these guys that we work with, like we're survivors of war, have to go through. Mm-hmm. It's insane, bro. Yeah, it's insane. pretty dumb. It's all dumb. Let's take a quick break, bro. Then we'll come back and keep chatting some more, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Find yeah. us on Instagram. You can say subscribe. Like, I was going to say subscribe, like, subscribe. I mean, that's what we say for Survivor's War Muster all the time is like, subscribe, turn on the note, but it's not YouTube, so whatever. It's not um, YouTube. But oh, subscribe, bro. Turn on the notifications, bro, bro. Do it. That God's ding. Gun Family podcast. I know. Ding, 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 ding. That's what Amanda does all the time. Um, find us on Instagram at God Guns and Family Podcast. Find yeah. us, bro. Email us. We want to like inter- interface with all y'all listening. I know it's. Just us two homies been hanging out and talking about Jesus and all sorts of other things, but we want to want to hear from you guys, man. So send us an email, find us on Instagram, send us a message, slide into a, slide into our DMs. You know what I mean? Ooh. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that was yes, a good sir. one. <laughs> all right, we take a break. We'll be right right back. Yes, sir. I'll be right back. Brb. I should get a mustache right now. Recording in progress. <laughs> I was what? like, oh, we should get a mustache tattooed right here. And then it was like, recording in progress. Don't girls do that? My my beautiful wife should uh, should do that. Get a thing, a mustache right here. Don't they come off? They do. They do. After, just I, mean, I don't know how long just they last. Some, I mean, they diminish significantly over time. 
I wonder how I'm long just it like, takes. How long did that? How long did that last? Uh, it looks like someone with. I mean, it didn't really. The guy didn't really do it very well. But the further you get to the top of your lip, the faster they go away. So this was like, I mean, ten years, and now it's like just random lines that you can see. So I'm gonna have the dude uh, go back and tattoo Thug Life in my mouth, um, just because I can. Gangster. But, yeah, so um, <laughs> a bu- so we took a group of youth students down to Cancun, Mexico for a mission trip. Mm-hmm. And um, I got tattooed like the slogan of like the, it was like whatever, whatever it takes. And I got that tattooed on my leg. And one of our youth students at the time waited for us to be done in the, in the tattoo shop and leave. And he went in and got Thug Life tattooed in his lip on the mission trip. And then the next morning at breakfast, he goes, Hey, and, and it gets the ministry leader's attention and goes, dude, and I dude, I have never seen this woman about like physically harm a child, but she was there like no consent from his parent. Cause the tattoo shop didn't even ask just like tattooed his lip, took his money end of story, but has since passed away of a drug overdose. So I'm going to get it kind of in remembrance of my buddy. Oh, okay. That, uh, so Significance is it just Mr. Brian Mays, you know what I mean? But yeah, question that I got in my head is over the last few weeks since we talked last, um, what's God been teaching you or God been walking with you through, if anything that pops to mind? What's God been teaching you or what you're experiencing over the last couple of weeks since we had a chat last? Um, I don't know. Um, or anything you learned insightful been teaching you in the Bible, whatever it is. So I, oh, I don't know if I told you, but, um, I started doing like a discipleship thing with the pastor. Oh no, that's awesome. Um, and we meet on Saturdays at 3 PM, which is like not the most opportune time, but it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool because it's like a little more in-depth study and um is it just you guys or is there like a smaller group it's me and another dude from the safety ministry that's awesome and um he's very (laughs) the other dude is like a former military police guy and he's an italian dude and um he's an army brat like me a little bit i think he's a little bit older probably a few years nothing crazy but um he's like very he's like very in your face He's very oh, yeah. like uh in your face kind of guy. And so yeah. like we we're talking about certain things, like we we're we we're on we uh we did acts one and two. <clears throat> and he's we're like talking about stuff and he's like, Yeah, and he's like banging the table, and I'm like, Why are you why you calm down, bro? Like <laughs> dude, just chill. Just chill out a little bit. And uh so it's kind of funny. And then I'm and then our pastor kind of is looking at him, he's like, because our pastor's a former Marine, so but he's like very, very pacifist. Like, yeah. But whatever. He's like looking at him like, are you good, bro? Yeah. Like, and so, um, like for me, you know, cause we, we kind of, um, not necessarily have an issue, but we haven't like, uh, our coordinator for the safety ministry for the campus is like kind of apprehensive about the main training dude. 
the former DEA, I think he was DEA, mm-hmm. something like that. He was a Fed. Yeah. Um, because he's like focusing on like active shooter stuff and like all this other thing, and we they did like a uh, airsoft active shooter Simulation. thing. Yeah. yeah. And like he wasn't super stoked about it. And I'm like, all right, man, but I get where you're coming from, but you got to understand where that dude's coming from too. Yeah. So we like, we have to know this stuff in order to be like good at Both something sides happens. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we also need to like, obviously focus on the ministry aspect of it too, obviously. And our our campus pastor Justin wants us to make sure like, Hey dude, I want you guys to like be the face of, of the church. You know, like when people come in and they have questions on things and you're able to answer them, like, you don't have to like, obviously be the experts, but you can like show them who to talk to. Right. Like if someone yeah. comes in and said, Hey, it's my first day. Um, my first time here. And they're like, Oh yeah, check out, you know, go talk to Pam or whoever, whoever it is yeah. and stuff like that. And that's what he wants us to focus on aside from the safety thing, which the safety thing is important, obviously. Yes. But that's, that's like our kind of like under the, under the skin type thing, as opposed to yeah. like, he doesn't want us being out there like sentries looking like we're guards. Cause they want, you know, they want people to feel welcome and stuff and not that like, yeah. Hey, who are you? What are you doing here? That kind of a thing. Yes. I mean, and, I, um, I understand that. I understand that for sure. Yeah. So, and, um, so there's been an issue communication wise between the, our campus coordinator and then the main training guy, mm-hmm. just like, just cause they clash their personalities clash. And that's kind of been an issue we've been dealing with for the last few months, I guess. Yeah. And so it just it is what it is and it's like kind of a pain because um he doesn't show up a lot because he has a migraine and the coord- so your like, campus coordinator yeah and so we're okay. like you know i mean hopefully that's what's going on and he's okay but yeah you want to you know like so the other yeah, guy dude. our other guy greg kind of stepped in and was like backing up because he has like years he's got 15 20 years experience for safety ministry Mm-hmm. and um so he's he, you know he kind of does that and he knows like what he's doing and because he's from california yeah. so they didn't even carry there yeah yeah mm-hmm. so that's poopy yeah good old california bro yeah california, california. so that's kind of what we've been dealing with and you know we yeah we talked about um so like our last time we met with um with our pastor for our uh re- our study or whatever the conversation came up and i'm like i get both sides but it's like we don't have to be SWAT teams yep like we only need a couple people who are like very super tactic you know tactically sound kinda, yeah. yeah tactically sound or whatever and you know, like they're everyone's like, hey man, we're gonna like, you know, we want to bring our ARs and keep them in a truck. And then I'm like, that's cool, but what would the point be? Yeah, you gotta run outside to get your. 
you're gonna run outside and i'm like i feel more than comfortable taking out someone at 25 30 yards with my pistol yeah even if they have a rifle like yeah. you're not even if they have body armor you're not gonna k- take a nine mil shot to the chest and body armor and like be okay like you're gonna hit the ground it's gonna hurt you're gonna be yeah you're still you're, you're gonna, still get, gonna down. get kicked yeah you know and it's not just gonna be the one round it's gonna be a few and then you know, if once once I realize you're wearing body armor, I'm gonna start shooting for the pelvis, you know? Yep. And so the rifle thing's cool, but I don't know. I mean, I'm down with it. Yeah. I just I'm just it, keeping it in a truck, I'll do it, but what's it I mean, would really almost be more advantageous to have a a room that's under lock and key in a safe inside that right. room on key yeah, versus but they won't do yeah. that. Yeah. So, which is fine. I mean, I'm like I said, I don't think that there's a, that big of a need for it. Yeah. Um, if it comes down to it, you know, whatever, I'll get it in my on my truck and whatever. Yeah. Well, it's not. I mean, like, that was. It's not the hill. The that only I would time die we. On. Yes, the only time that we'd ever bring long guns would be like Christmas and Easter have them readily available Christmas and Easter where we were before. Uh, don't know how this is going to pan out, shake out at legacy, but um, this dude is sounds like he's very tactically sound, very mm-hmm. proficient in what he does. Like his whole job is doing the things you know, like evasive driving, scanning, like, you know, executive protection is his trade. Um, it's going to be cool to see how, that translates down into a team that level of you know training and and tactic Mm -hmm. and whatnot so it's gonna be exciting to see that don't know how they do i mean the the service that right the one directly before the sunday before we showed up was like it was called like homecoming and it was like designed for people they had been praying and fasting for 21 days praying for people who either had never met jesus or family members or someone they know that had like walked away from him and to have that as like a like a welcome home back to the church welcome home back to the presence of god like welcome Mm. home and it was called welcome home and there was like 500 people that showed up inside these two services at the ymca like it was just people everywhere i was like man that's the heart and really because even what your your guy was saying is is a safety team doesn't necessarily you don't want them to be sentinels and and these big old yeah. you know uh, imposing things you you want to blend in with the crowd you want to be friendly because really first and foremost you're there to protect the presence of god doing what he wants to do in the service um and that is involves with understanding how the even the connect team works like the first they say the first minute of driving onto a campus and think of how long it takes for you to park your truck on sunday the first minute of driving into a campus, you it starts the clock. Within the first minute of parking your car and walking up to the first greeter, someone makes this determination and a judgment call that's going to adversely or uh, adversely affect or propel forward uh, their state of being into the into the service. So within the first minute, people already know whether they're going to come back or not mm-hmm. based on how the parking lot looks ease of parking, first interaction with a greeter. And to understand that our job 
and our our purpose there is to facilitate people's encounter with Jesus, and that's it. So as a safety team member, our jobs when if we're doing our job, they never know that we're there. We never, they never know that we're doing what we're doing, mm-hmm. that we're watching, observing, handling things in, in such a way um, that no one even notices that we're, that we exist aside of from being a friendly face that they met. So I get that part of it as well. It was kind of funny last Sunday, I'm sitting in service and towards the end of service, somebody was hooting and hollering. I don't know what was going on. It was like, they were screaming how like being extremely disre- uh, disruptive to service. Um, and I'm sitting there and like my initial instinct was like, go, you know, and I'm like, ah, I'm not a safety team member yet. Like I haven't been cleared, but I don't have a green light. I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, no, I, I'm like, okay. And then I just like touched, touched my beautiful wife's elbow, like squeezed her elbow. And she just, she already immediately knew like I was going to whatever was happening. And I round the corner and come around and um, the the safety team lead guy standing there. We make eye contact and he kind of like looks at me and like, you know, gives like the all clear, you know, like it's okay. Um, and then after service, I briefly talked to him and it was like, I was like, bro, I couldn't unclick out of this safety. <laughs> like I couldn't do it, bro. He's like, I, nor would we ever want you to unclick out of that. Like that's just part of, of what you do and who you are. But it, the safety and a security team is 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 one of those teams that absolutely critical with the state of the cultures that we live in, mm-hmm. but also functioning correctly and well. No one even knows that you guys have a safety team. Aside from yeah. we have to wear earpieces and right in the, of course our badges, but bright yeah. red. Do badges. you have do you do you have like it's like a little clip on badge or is it like a big plastered on? It's a little. Thing? I don't have it, but it's like, it's, in it like looks like clear, just a regular. Fo- okay. It's like in a clear little thing with a clip on it. I usually put it on my pocket. So it's low like on the side. The so it's like out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't like it up here. Nah, me, me and the other safety team lead that I was at with Bethel, like we went back and forth. Like I'm a huge proponent to like, I'm not going to wear a name badge. Like I'm not, you're not going to put a giant thing that says safety team member. Um, or a placard up here that says safety team member. Like mm-hmm. I get, I mean, I would wear a badge down low like you do, but obviously earpiece, but I'm like, dude, I, you don't need to know like why I am doing what I'm doing, you know, like it's just not going to happen. So we went back and forth toe to toe all the time about that. Badging, no badging, but dude, so first service that we were there, I guess it took legacy 10 months to get through the book of Genesis doing a chapter a Sunday. So 10 months, excuse me. Um, so we had just started Exodus and one of the things that pastor Justin was talking about was, um, I'm going to pull up, pull up me notes right quick. Pull up me notes, me notes. He was talking about settling in a place that you were never meant to settle, but you were only ever meant to be um, a stranger in. So it was talking about how, you know, in Exodus one, it was talking about how had briefly said like, you know, after everyone like Moses had died, right? Like, um, 
generations later, they were still in Egypt in slavery and because they had gotten comfortable to the Egyptian rule. They had been comfortable in the slavery and the bondage, right? So generations later, after they were already meant to be on the way out to the promised land, they settled in a place they were ever meant to be stranger, uh, a stranger in. And it's like, sometimes we, we need to be grateful for the slavery or bondage that God has used to preserve. So there was a season of, of being, so they took Joseph, excuse me, Joseph into Egypt um, and brought the Israelites into Egyptian slavery because there was a famine in in the land, right? Like people were like, they brought them into Egypt to survive to, for a season of survival. And these people, the Israelites have gotten so um, comfortable in a season that they were only meant to survive in that they stayed there generations after the, the reason of survival was there. So they settled in a land that was meant to preserve them, not to be there forever. And it was, um, you know, realizing that God's got seasons. And that was like one of the, you know, we was a swaying like idea why we ended up at legacy was Bethel will always and forever have a very special place in my heart because that's where God took us to heal. That was where God took us into land to survive the the season four years ago that we had walked through. Like God healed us dramatically at Bethel. And it was, we were settling into a place that that was a stepping stone. God was healing us to move us out into the next season. And it was like, man, I want to be so connected to the Holy spirit that I don't ever miss an opportunity of nudging to the next season. Like, so be, be so, be so near to the Holy spirit that when the nudging to, to move, I move. And when he says, jump, I say, how high, right? Like I don't want to settle in what's comfortable because comfort being comfortable breeds self-reliance and not reliance on, on the Holy spirit reliance on God. Right. Like, yeah. Um, so really been working through this dude, but like, it's been popping, bro. It's been popping, bro. There's so many things, bro, that I like God's been, but so the men's event, um Exodus 3 9. Let me let me find that. Exodus 3 9. I wish I could turn around my camera right now because my wife's walking around the house with her snuggie on. Her little snuggie snuggie. Snuggie. Snuggleophagus. <laughs> I forgot about that. All right. So uh let's see. Let's see. It says, and now behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me. Furthermore, I have seen the oppression of the Egyptians and the Egyptians are opposing them. And then, you know, now that's like Moses being enlightened to what was going on with, with his people, the Egyptians oppressing the Israelites. And, and now, now I will send you to Pharaoh so that you may bring my people and the sons of Israel out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? that I should bring the and the sons of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, assuredly, I will be with you. And this will be a sign to you that it is I who that have sent you. When I have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God at this mountain. So this is the interaction between God, right? So he was talking about as men, you know, no one else is coming. No one else is coming to 
fulfill the thing and the burden in your heart that you were put on this earth to do as men. No one else is coming. You are the solution, the answer. So for your family, for your church, for your community, for your city, for your state, for the country, God has put us on this planet and no one else is coming. So what God has called us to, no one else can or will be or, or will be sent to do it. You are it. You're the answer, right? Um, so from that passage he was talking about, you know, God is sending me. If you have chosen to do nothing, then you cannot complain about what's not being done. So if you're refusing to, if you're refusing to do anything and not being, and you're being passive, you can't complain about what's not happening, right? Like we need to look at God and we need to like, see what God's looking at. So like the first thing that God did with, with Moses was reveal to him the oppression of his people. He sees what like allowed Moses to see what God sees. Um, and it's like, we, and it comes back to us being in tune with what God is doing, speaking with the Holy Spirit, spending time praying and reading the Bible, right? Godly men are needed. Excuse me. Um, it was like talking about godly men are wanted and um, what he, in that passage, you know, He was talking about godly men. Where are you? Like, how different would our home look if we spent more time? We talked. Amanda and I talked about this yesterday. How would your home look if you spent more time in the presence of God? How would the interactions with your wife look? Interactions with your children look? How would the interactions at work, the interactions at your church, interactions at people? But then how does one person's life affect the multitude around and spurring them? And we heard, we're talking about last night on the muster being so set on fire, like our nearness with God is so we're so near, just like when Moses met with God, his face shone, right? Like the glory mm -hmm. caused Moses to glow, right? Like to be so set on fire that the Holy Spirit in us spurs people who don't know Jesus yet into a burning relationship with him. Like that's the nearness, like, like, oh, godly men, where are you? That's what we're talking about. Like, where are you? Where am I? What things are, am I doing and what things am I, you know, spending time investing in that aren't eternally profitable? Where's my focus at? Like, how can I love my wife more? How can I show Jesus to, to my, to my kids more, you know? Um, and we had spoken, my beautiful bride and I spoken, spoke last night and we were talking about sometimes, you know, reading your Bible, like, like she was talking about setting the perfect atmosphere to experience God. Like mm -hmm. all the you know, kids are at work or kids are at school. I mean, they could be at work if you were in another third world country, but um, here they're at school. Um, so the kids are at school, the house is quiet. We turn on a little worship music and we spend time praying. That's awesome. That's awesome time with God. But would it be more advantageous for your family if your kids saw you with the Bible open, right? Like yep. your Bible being used versus being a coaster, you know? So it's just really challenged in all these different things. Like, oh, you know, answering the call, like, Lord, let me see what you see. What, what problem do I notice? And like, what's my purpose? And 
what your purpose is, is not necessarily what you do, but what happens in other people when you do what you do, that's, that's your purpose, right? Like, what am I here for God? Um, what, what do I need to fulfill that is pouring out into other people, you know, like spurring them closer, spurring people, you know, to nearness with him. And I don't know, man, God's just been amazing over this last little bit, just so faithful. And I mean, in just providing like just ridiculousness in ridiculous ways. Like we're like, okay, Lord, like, all right, we're going to just trust you and see where it's coming from. And we get a message like, Hey, you want to work this Sunday? I got a huge job for you to do. I'm like, let's do it. Boom. So we do it. And it's like exceedingly more than we ever could have thought. Oh, we just did this. Oh, exceedingly more than like, it's just like, you know, when God talks about I'll provide for you, do the birds of the air, the grass of the field, like, do they, are they crying out? How am I going to be provided for? No, the birds just sing, the flowers just glorify, and God meets all their needs. How much more the sons and daughters of him will he meet and provide for? It's like mind-blowing. So God's really just teaching us in this season to trust him completely. You know, it's just all the money and resource that we have anyway is his first. It's not even ours. We're just stewarding his resource. You know, it's like, man just gets me excited jesus is awesome that's it bro Do you guys have any like apprehension at all about leaving bethel um i was just for the sake of relationship that i had built so where we were at before i was there for like 14 years and not a single dude relationship that i still have today or that i could call right now and be like hey dude i'm struggling like yada 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 bro okay let me tell you this you oh those are some moobs right there you silly yeah um let me tell you something this is just being real for a second okay um and uh it is what it is so you and mr Giel were the two people who showed jesus to me more than any other one that claimed to be a christian in that season mm. you too that was it and it's crazy to think like you knew of Jesus, but you hadn't like go all gone all in at that point. Right? right. Like two people God used in that moment were you and John Giel to show me who he was in that season. Not a single dude from that church that I had just spent 14 years in. So I was apprehensive to leave Bethel because I had established relationships with these dudes that really poured into my life that I could call at any, any moment, any time of the day and be like, Hey bro, I'm struggling. Pray for me. Or, Hey man, can you, you got time? Like let's meet up and, Oh, Hey, okay, dude, I got five minutes. Let me call you. Let me call you in five minutes. And, and like, that's that kind of relationship that I was like really apprehensive to leave. Um, but like I said, as soon as we set foot in, in at Legacy, it was like God had already pre-woven together a, a set of dudes that like were already in the trenches with me, dude. So it was just kind of it was kind of cool, man. Like some of these dudes that I had, like they were really close to me like years and years ago, but had since moved on to different churches and you know done different things, gone through different seasons, and um, really hadn't even contacted or got to know and just walked right in. And it was like, no time had passed. It was like, boom, give me a hug. And like, Oh snap, Holy crap. Boom. Give me a hug. It was just, this is insane, dude. So God really pre-wove, um, a network of dudes before I even left 
you know, Bethel. He was like already in the works of making it all happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Dude, what time so, is it over there? It's 521 already over there? Yeah. Yeah. You're this is the last week now. we're on separate time zones, bro. Oh, you oh, you go back? Yeah, we go back. And then the time Yay. doesn't change ever again. Ever? Ever. Arizona is going to be permanently on Mountain Standard Time. You're not going to have Arizona Time Zone anymore, you losers. No, that's terrible. I want my yeah. own time zone. Is this like common knowledge? Because I have never heard about it before. Well, probably not for you guys because you don't care about daylight savings. <laughs> so this this happened also this week. Oh, second stripey on the perps, dude. Yeah. Yo. Heck yeah, bro. Look at you, Uh-oh. man. The Padawan go now he's teacher. I'd be hurt. I'd be hurt. I'm still just a lowly blue belt, dude, with years of training. Blue belt's, blue belt's the way to go, man. Blue belchy, dude. That's how we do. Yeah. I know. I'm like, well, whatever, bro. Like, I don't even care what belt I am anymore. Yeah. I was telling uh, Coach Marcy, I was like, bro, can I just go back to white belt? And just relearn everything all over again. He's like, no, that's not how it works. I'm like, come on. Let me just let me just relearn everything. So Start we have over. a dude, we have a new uh I don't I don't know if I told you this. We have a new kickboxing coach. No, I don't think I told you this. Nope. He is um he used to be an MMA champ in South Africa. Oh I don't know what weight, but um he's on YouTube like knocking fools out in the ring. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and um his his striking is like legit. I can't I can't remember what his uh his name is Leon Lion um Let me see. Try to think about Leon the Iron Lion main Minart. M Y N H A R D T and he used to fight in EFC Africa. <laughs> and he moved here to for a girl. They were engaged and then they broke up. So now he um you know has to deal with like the visa and all that stuff. Oh yep. And um so I was telling him like, well the, the Brazilians do this, do this way. They do this and then you know, so cause I last thing I want to see is him bound have to leave, but yeah. Um He's like, he's probably like one, I want to say he's probably like 180 maybe, but man, his striking is legit. And then found this other dude who started going, um, he's a, he used to be, uh, he's, a, I think he's a black belt. I don't know if he's a black belt in judo or in jujitsu, but he used to do pride fighting. He's an older okay. guy. He's like, he's like in his upper fifties, I think, um, got a bum knee and um, but he's got a cauliflower ear on one side. Hey. And uh so like when we do when we do like the kickboxing class and stuff, like I usually train with him and man, he throws like some his kicks, dude, they're like ooh, like super hard. Yeah. And um, so he's saved too. And he um had was talking about like his past and like how he um spent time in prison in California. Uh-huh. Um, for stuff, uh, you know, nothing, nothing super crazy, nothing violent, 
you know, like yeah. drugs, nothing, mm-hmm. you know, which is usually what gets people. Yep. And, um, and like, he's, you know, he's like good dude, you know? And so it, it's, you know, it's nice to, I like to see that kind of stuff happen. Um, like to see those dudes like around. Cause that makes me feel like, you know, like we talk about whatever and he like brings it up, uh, you know, like that's what Jesus is here, man. Like this is what, this is what happened. Like, this is what's going on. And like, this that's is why awesome. things are the way they are. And like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that, that I like that stuff. And, um, yeah. So we just try to, we don't like openly, like not like preach about stuff, but we talk about it openly. Yeah. You know, and then when someone else brings something up, like, uh, one of the chicks, she, they moved up here from Hawaii. Okay. Um, and I don't know how old she is. She looks young, but she's married and has two kids and her husband, uh, I guess like his parents are super Catholic, like Hispanic Catholic. Mm -hmm. And, um, they were trying to get their baby baptized. And then the priest was like, Oh, you got to do this and you got to do that. You got to do catechism and all this. Yeah. You do all this stuff. And they're like, Okay, well, that's probably not going to happen. So we invited them. I invited them to the trunk retreat at our church. Yeah. And they showed up. Hey. um, So that was cool. And uh, I think it was her parents that uh, that showed up with them. And um, so I met the dude and he's a, he's like a bigger dude. And I was like, why doesn't he do jujitsu? Like what the heck? So she does jujitsu. He doesn't do it. She's like, yeah, he's not. eh." I'm like, that's cool. I mean, whatever. Like, but I'll get him into it. Don't worry. (laughs) That's a challenge accepted, bro. You know? And uh, (laughs) so like, you know, I'll probably reach out and be like, Hey dude, you guys should come to the church, come, come to service and see if you like it. Cause I know that they were kind of looking for something that's non-denominational because they don't like the whole, the same reason why a lot of people don't like Catholicism because it's super yeah. ritualistic and yep. um, legalistic, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. which it's kind of sad too, because then it like turns everyone away and dude, it's like the one ruining it for the many, like then they just turn their back on church in general. I'm like, yeah, we're just done. I'm like, guys, yeah, on. which is awful because it's like yeah. ruined. It's ruined by like all these laws, you know, like it's like the, what is it? Uh, what is the laws? Uh, the Bible? Yeah. Which happened? Uh, what book is that? It's uh, that's the Levitical laws, right there. Leviticus. But this, yeah, but yeah, Leviticus. But it comes from the the commandments. Yeah, but Leviticus, Levitical law. Yeah. So they're you know, and like you know they're um, grace by acts, or not grace by acts. What is it? uh yeah like catholicism is very like uh salvation through works works like do this salvation through works yeah and it's like dude come on and like so and i had talked to pierre about it too when i talked to him on the phone last specifically about um the baptism thing and oh yeah he was like i can't remember exactly what he said verbatim but he mentioned something along the lines of that he went and got baptized at a non-denominational church for whatever reason because he felt like he needed to or or something something along those lines um mm. so which so i'm kind of confused on why he's like super catholic but yeah you know. he kind of like went back to catholicism i'm not not quite sure but 
Pierre, if you're listening, reach out to your boy Nate. Okay. Do you have his number? Yeah, no, I need to reach out to him. I'm just being just text him. Just being a punk. I know. I'm like, hey, dude, I was talking to my boy, talking to our boy Mike. He says he talks to you all the time, bro. The heck. Not all the time, but I know. I'm just exaggerating, bro. It's fine. Pretty consistently. I love it. I love it, bro. Oh, and then did you see did I send you who I met when I was in Virginia? No. Who'd you meet? Bruh. I didn't tell you? No. What the heck was it, bro? I don't know if you're even gonna recognize him, but I show you. Three, two, one, sent. Dude, who is that? That's Chris Peranto Tonto. Fighter? No, dude. From 13 Hours, from Benghazi. Oh, really? Yep. Dude, that's crazy. He was at the same place you were? Yeah, he spoke at the, he was the keynote speaker at the conference. Dude, that's awesome, bro. Is he yes. a nice guy from the quick interaction? Oh, he's hella yeah. Christian too, which was dope. Ah, uh, yeah. He was like, I'm talking about, I'm going to bring up my faith and I talk about my faith all the time. So like, I'm not trying to convert you or anything like that, but it's just, I'm going to bring it up. So just deal with it. I I'm love like, it. Yeah, boy. That's my boy. Let's pray real quick. Let's in a minute. Ah, Jesus, we just thank you for who you are. Thank you for this time. Bless my boy, Mike, and everyone that's listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. I know this thing goes so fast. It's going to cut us off so fast. Yep. All right. All right, guys. Thank you very All much right. for listening. Yes. Chicken grease. Ooh, love it. Bye bye.